avoid sick people and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good evening, and welcome to today's Indie Spotlight. Today we have two young men with us, and one of them you're well familiar with. He's our famous father, D. John. How are you today, and could you introduce our guest, please? I'm good. I'm good. Hope you are well as well. Uh, the other gentleman that we have on the phone with us at this time is a really good friend of mine, a uh, two-time Grammy-accredited producer uh, out of Chicago with Travels the world, has worked with just about everyone under the sun, in my opinion. My favorite producer and my friend, DJ Voodoo Spells. Yo, 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 how everybody doing? Hey, welcome, welcome. First of all, I like you a lot because you're from my hometown of Chicago, so you got... Oh, really? Really, really? (laughs) You got 10 points right away. I'm good with that. So, it doesn't matter what we talk about, I like you. (laughs) 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 you have tons and tons of stuff going on i want to touch base on all of it but before we get started tag teaming you with questions tell me how this all started were you in junior high high school was it a talent show did your mom sing do tell man i was like nine or ten years old i mean i started out making my own mixtapes listening to the radio Of course, you know about WBMX and WGC out of Chicago. You know, I would pretty much just take the tapes, record all my favorite songs, take out the commercials, and make my own mixtapes. But then I would go to my uncle's house in North Chicago. He had a basement full of records, like, I mean, thousands of records. And he had the turntables, he had the samplers, he had the beat machines. And I just fell in love at, like, the age of 10, you know. So to answer your question... I started out really early, about nine or ten years old. Uh, Voodoo, starting that early, at what point did you realize that it was something that you, I know you, you have a point where you have a passion, you realize you have a passion for it, but when did you really decide that it was something you wanted to make a, a living with? Uh, the, the start of everything, pretty much I was about 12 years old, and I did my first birthday party. So I did a I did a party for a girl that was around my same age in school or whatever, and it was my first paid gig, which wasn't, wasn't a lot of money, but to me, it was priceless because I got to see how the crowd reacted. I DJ. It was a really good look for me because I was around my peers. And around that time, it started me to want to, you know, control people's emotions and body movements and dance moves with my music. And at the age of 12, that started me out. Wow. So what genre of music do you create? Um, I produce a lot of different genres of music, but my main genre that I was focused on from the beginning was more or less hip-hop, which kind of embodies a lot of things under the umbrella. But I tap into R&B. You know, I like some of the jazz. I like some of the soul. I do like some rock and roll, but my main genre would be hip-hop, R&B. So, Voodoo, we're just talking about your, your roots and when you first got started and the young age that uh, that you were when you recognized your, your passion for music. For those that don't know, Sabrina's been doing a, a wonderful job promoting a young artist by the name of Lil Jeezy. Had to get that plug out there. And it just so happens to be an artist uh, and a song that you produced. How do you feel about hearing such a young voice on your own production? 
Actually, Little Jeezy actually broke history for me as far as the youngest artist on one of my tracks. But as far as him being young, it kind of takes me back to when I was young as well because another part of the question that uh, I didn't really answer as far as my passion, I was first a DJ. But after being a DJ, I transitioned to production. And when I had younger kids around my age able to spit over my tracks, that was my first love as far as the production aspect because I got to hear somebody actually rap over my tracks. And Lil Jeezy brought me back to that time to where I was young, 12, 11, 11, 12 years old, and we were just loving it. And it wasn't about money. It wasn't about fame. It was about having fun. And Lil Jeezy brings that fun aspect back to my music. And then having that incorporated with the music that's out now is just like it sounds just as good or better than anything else that's out. And it's refreshing to hear a child on a track because it takes you back to like the ABC days as far as like um how Dallas Austin produced ABC but then also the Jackson 5 ABC songs and stuff like that because the young youth they have a different sound and a different wave like Michael Jackson at the early age of like eight or nine the same little as little Jeezy it's a certain energy that you get from a child and I love that you'll be happy to happy to know that he's started writing his own music and uh the, the track that he chose for his next song his first song written is on one of your tracks oh uh, so so the song you're saying that he see that's that's what i'm talking about man because that's inspiration like you can work with all these major big artists but when you have an artist that you break or you plant that seed that's a blessing to see that seed grow and to have you know good people behind him and know that it's natural and it's organic that's a blessing man absolutely that's awesome. What is your creative process when you're doing this? Um, creatively, a lot of times I'll listen to music on the radio, and sometimes I really don't listen to certain genres that everybody probably expects me to. So I'll be in a, in a, in a house or in, in my ride, and I'll play a lot of jazz, a lot of old-school R&B. I'm more into the soul aspects of music. Like, I do listen to, you know, modern music as far as being a DJ as well, but... I'm an old soul. Like, I love, like, older music. So a lot of times I'll get my inspiration from older tracks and stuff like that. And also I'll come up with melodies out of nowhere, and they'll, I'll just be blessed to have a melody, and then I'll just go home and compose that based off of my idea. Or sometimes some some of my people that I work with will give me an idea, like, could you make this type of a track? And I'll just go home and just kind of create it from scratch based off of their idea. But majority of the time it's about me listening to something sonically, whether it be the radio or CD or old record. Like digging in the crates, sometimes I'll dig in the crates and I'll get an old album and I'll play that and I'll get an inspiration. A lot of stuff that I've done has been from sampling or hearing certain melodies and just me creating my own time. Look, we're gonna um we're gonna go to a break real quick and then we'll be back with B. John and DJ Voodoo Spell. Yes, ma'am. Reflection don't come easy for most When you do, it ain't always easy to cope But me, I try and live and learn Be careful of watching bridges burn So easily it's me in the scope History set a tone that eventually The perception of my intentions may disagree But I believe it's a season of hope I gotta get past the past Mistakes are lynching me And my conscience is squeezing the rope It's time to right my wrongs Every ounce of fighting my bones I understand that life goes on I ain't holding a grudge And though they throw my nose in the mud I made my 
whichever way because I've, I've got your resume and it's so big resume who's somebody that you would like to open for oh my god how could you ask me that type of question oh my goodness <laughs> uh, I mean as, as far could you could you make it a little simpler by giving me like a genre or dead or alive or something because that's hard well okay how about this if you had a show next week and you had an artist saying would you open for me what's what's one one just name let's see two artists you'd like to just go right in there and open for? I would say either J. Cole or Kenneth Lamar or both at the same time, like a little festival or something like both of them on the, on the same ticket. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Mm. Definitely. If you had to choose one, say there was only one artist, which one would you pick? I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, oh, that's hard. I would have to say, I would have to say Kenneth Lamar because I've, I've, I've become a spoil on the West Coast. I've been out here for like maybe... I say a good 16 years, so I would have to say Kim Lamar because he he's representing the West real hard right now. So I say Kim Lamar. Plus, I like that um he would probably have Anderson Pack with him as far as the musicianship and the uh, live instrumentation. I would I would say I would say Kim Lamar as a Grammy certified platinum producer and an international DJ. Do you get nervous when you, you know perform? What? Oh my goodness! It's, it's like a lot of people they say that it doesn't matter how old you get or how many times you've done it you always end up getting some type of butterflies because there's always a different set of people and a different energy and a different vibe. I don't get as nervous, but I become more prepared. But at the same time, it's still that energy and that thing to where you want to make sure that you do your job, but also you want to keep that vibe going. And the worst thing as a DJ is that you don't want to lose that energy. You don't want to see a crowd of people disperse off the off the, <laughs> the dance floor to the side. You always want to keep <laughs> that motivation and be able to control your energy as a DJ and as a producer because, like, if they lose the beat or if they lose the, 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 the feeling of everything, it just makes you feel bad. When you're DJing, you got a crowd of people uh, that's your responsibility to keep entertained. Does it come natural? Is it second nature to kind of read the energy of the crowd and, and use that to help dictate which song you're going to play next? Or is that something that you have to think about while you're up there on that stage? I mean, I think it's one of the things that grew as I started DJing and learning how to control the crowd. Hence the name Voodoo Spells. My name kind of represents controlling people's bodies in a positive way through music. So my whole thing is keeping them on 10 on every single song. Every song I play 
back to back to back to back to back. I want those songs to impact every single time. I don't want to lose my crowd. So my whole thing and my whole my whole perception is like, man, I want everybody to love every single song. And learning that is a process, but that has become second nature to where I know from certain songs I have in my in my uh, pool of songs, which one is the best song, which one turns up in every single crowd. I can go from 1995 and remember what song was cracking then to 2000 to 2008. And I put all those songs together and culminate more or less a spell to get people to dance and consistently be on the same vibe. Okay. So do you have like a like a set of go to songs for when the, the energy starts to die down a little bit or you just know how to how to feel it and, and you react to your instincts and it all it works out well for the most part? For the most part it's about a skill called reading the crowd and it also depends on an age group and it also depends on the type of event that I'm at. But sometimes you have those go go to's to where you know for a fact no matter if they're twenty five or eighty five that they're gonna move. So you have those select songs that you'll play. And also, you want to keep songs appropriate for the situation. You can't be at a family reunion and playing trap music and playing this and playing that. Then also, you can't be at a young event playing Isley Brothers. You know what I'm saying? So it just depends yeah. on reading the crowd and knowing how to bring those emotions out of those people and make everybody happy if possible. I know because I read your bio. But tell me, where do you get your name from? Okay, Voodoo Spells was something that I came up with because the first, first of all, it was, you know, the, the actual word of Voodoo has a total of four O's. And I didn't want the negative connotation of Voodoo or a bad thing or a negative thing or witchcraft. So I always liked the name Voodoo. You know, my actual ancestors are from the Fulani tribe of Africa. And the Fulani tribe, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't practice Voodoo, but a lot of people associate Voodoo with the African culture. I wanted to make it a positive thing. So my first name was DJ Voodoo, spelled V-U-D-U, but after a while, I found out that was somebody else's name was called DJ Voodoo from another city. So I had to change my name to DJ Voodoo Spells for, you know, publishing reasons and copyright reasons, and that's where I got the uh, name DJ Voodoo Spells, and somebody told me spells is more or less like, okay, a play on words. So if I'm putting a spell on you, I want it to be a musical spell, not a negative spell. Okay. All right. And and that kind of brings me to my next question. You also have a moniker, a DJ Sun Junkie. Uh, where does that come into play? DJ Sun Junkie was actually a another pseudonym kind of kind of DJ name that a lot of DJs or um actual artists do. Like Diddy has Diddy, Puff Daddy, all these different, you know, pseudonyms that you can have for your publishing. And I had an idea for a project. And so for that project, I wanted to kind of appeal to a more corporate audience and I didn't want to scare people away. It was more or less like an experiment, but the word DJ Sun Junkie is saying that I'm a I'm a junkie of the sun. Now you can interpret that in different ways. As me, I'm saying, look, I love the sun. I love the way the sun makes me feel. It depicts my mood. It depicts the way I act every day. It also melanates me. It also gives me vitamin D. But also if you look at it from a religious standpoint, if I'm a junkie of the sun, I'm the junkie of the son of God. And I am the son of God. So you can look at it two different ways, but one part was an experiment and one part was a play on words. Excellent. Now, I, I don't want to, to name drop or anything, but I do want to give you credit. And I want to know, you have a list of projects that include names like Ludacris, Jamie Foxx, Chingy, R. Kelly, Ruben Stutter, Alicia Keys. Um, working with that caliber of artists, does that push you 
harder to do better? Does it push you harder to be more creative? What does that push do for you? I mean, it's kind of a gift and a curse because when you have your run, especially in this industry, this industry is more of like what have you done lately type of vibe. And these children are changing the game so much to where it's all about having material and content out there and being able to create numbers off of like the machine of a record label. Now, when I started out, the game was different and a lot of streaming, the digital part wasn't there. And to answer your question, when you work with big top-notch artists, they have a lot of a major push behind them. But to me, I would rather take a young artist that nobody knows that's organic and push them and grow them organically and let the world dictate how they become a big artist. Not taking any away from a Ludacris or a Jamie Foxx or R. Kelly, but they had some somebody behind them pumping them. So if I produce a young artist like Little Jeezy, and little Jeezy makes it independently and blows up the spot, that makes me feel better because that's not something that was given to me already as a head start. I did all this on my own with the help of a team team that was behind this artist that nobody knew. That's more organic to me. That's a better situation. Almost like breaking an artist like how Diddy and Jermaine Dupree took Usher and kind of just brought him to the attention of everyone starting off with a low budget. Wow. So, so Wow. So you're going to produce the, the rest of Little Jeezy? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm joking with you. you know, <laughs> see, little, little, Jeezy, little Jeezy is special because when you talk about a niche market, there's definitely a niche market for Little Jeezy because he's refreshing in so many different ways. But when you look at it from a corporate aspect, there's no offensive behavior or offensive lyrics. You have to worry about where could you put him, where can't, where can't you put him. It's refreshing also because you have the you have the aspect of a young kid that can reach the masses. And he's he's a special person because his age group doesn't have anyone on that level and on that age that could represent for his culture. Like when my daughter used to love Justin Bieber, Justin Bieber was like maybe maybe twelve, thirteen when he came out, maybe a little older. Everyone loved Justin Bieber. Of course Justin Bieber isn't a hip hop artist, but Little Jeezy has that potential because you don't have the little bow-wows anymore. You don't have the mindless behaviors anymore. You don't have those type of groups. And that niche market is crazy because you got the little girls that's going to think he's cute. Then you got the little boys that can relate to him because he plays ball. He's a football player, basketball player. And that niche market is going to blow up. And I already know the signs of a artist that's like a winner. And I know he's a winner. He definitely is. Definitely. We're going to go to a quick break, and listeners, we will be right back. Georgia. 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 We on the grind. Georgia. All the time. It ain't nothing on my mind, but Georgia. We ain't playing with you. We on the grind. Georgia. Country slang, fiends at the liquor store. Black cruising, crap shooting, 50 on the 10 of 4. Overcast, the forecast shows clouds from plenty. And we ready for woe in the state of Yeah, dirty words, dirty birds. It's mean in this dirty south. You ever disrespect it and we'll clean out your dirty mouth. Bulldogs clocking, these lookout boys is hawking. You gotta be brave in the state of 
I got five Georgia homes where I rest my Georgia bones. Come anywhere on my land and I'll aim at your Georgia dome. If you get in an altercation, just hop on your mobile phone and tell somebody you need help in the middle of Scope your pumpkin and smash ya. We'll come through your hood worse than a tsunami disaster. Don't know who they gonna get or who them robbers gonna hit. That's why I keep my Georgia Tech in the state of Georgia. We on the grind. Georgia. All the time it ain't nothing on my mind, but Georgia. We ain't playing with you. We on the grind. In Georgia. All the time it ain't nothing on my mind, but Georgia. We ain't playing with I'm with from you. the home and they bone black eyed. Turn up in collard greens, we the children of the corn, dirty than Bob Marley's PP. GA, the beach state, where we stay. My small city's called Albany. <laughs> Pecan country like catfish with grits, candy yams and chitlins, grams homemade baked biscuits. The land of classical caprices and impala super sports ingredients in this beach cobbler called Georgia. I love the women out in LA and the shopping stores in New York. The beaches are in my A, but ain't nothing like that GA red clay. Look on your mouth, we're right above Florida. Next to Bama, under the Carolinas and Tennessee, you'll see. Well, Gladys Knight took a midnight train to Berkeley, some Martin Luther King. What? So pump and hit for thick. We're lap trucks sitting on 26. It's nowhere you're going or you'll be lost. Found in these plum trees in the south. These top of the tongue are off your top down here in Fulio, yeah, what's your name? Name, where you at that 
but it made them kind of spend more time with their families and get a different perspective on the world and actually go back and listen to old music and listen to old beats and be able to say, look, I got to do something with my time because I'm, I'm going crazy not being able to do what I love to do. So it made a lot of people get in the studio and create, and it created a lot of great seeds that have been planted that's being watered, just like Little Jeezy. Little Jeezy, I'm quite sure, had a little bit more time to kind of create and listen to beats. And you being his father was like, okay, let's just sit down and do something creative because, you know, we got to do something with this time. Everybody's in the house. Y'all getting tired of seeing each other. Y'all want to go out and do things. So that pandemic helped us to also create and then learn how to get a move on things. Sorry for the pause. You waiting on me there? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my fault. <laughs> And I, I definitely agree with you. That is kind of how things came about with Lil Jeezy. And even after uh, after school, you know, with everyone working from home, not being able to move around so much, the kids homeschooling, like you said, everybody's kind of in each other's faces a, a little more. So a lot easier to, uh, so probably difficult for some in, in some ways and easier in others to kind of be more creative. Uh, how did, how would you say that the pandemic has affected you personally in terms of your career? As far as my career, um, it slowed down a lot of things for me financially, and it was kind of depressing to a certain extent because when you're so used to doing something on a consistent basis, whether it be every weekend or quarterly, you lose touch with your fans, you lose touch with your people. And myself, I co-executive produce events and also DJ events to host events. And what's crazy is that um, right before COVID, like the day before they announced the actual COVID situation as far as the official pandemic, we had an event that was going great, had the greatest feedback. Everybody came out and supported. Of course, we were in masks at the time, but it's one of the things to where people were just getting used to wearing the mask. And thank God there wasn't anyone that was sick after that. But that was one of the, the best events I've had. And ironically, this weekend we're having that, that part two that we're supposed to have before um, the pandemic happened. It's going to be this Sunday in Las Vegas. So to answer your question, it just took away some of my drive. And it was depressing, but it also made me work harder to bounce back when the time came back. I was like, you know what? I want to do this 10 times greater because I've been out of the business and out of the whole loop for at least a year and a half. Mm, gotcha. The COVID pandemic has leveled the playing field with majors and independents, and it's kind of put everybody equal right now. If you could change something about the music industry, what would you change? To be honest, on a more spiritual level, I would like people to get back to the love for the music and not the love for the hustle. You know, I get tired of people doing this just to make money. Every You have bills that are never going to stop. You have bills and you have, you know, things that you want, desires that, that take money, of course. And you have to make sure you're financially stable. But back in the day when I used to listen to, like, Rock, uh, Rakim, Eric B. and Rakim, Akaris One, or different people that came on the radio, it wasn't about money to me. It was about creating. And the more people that I could get to listen to my music and to love my music and feel what I felt when I made that music, that what it, that what it was about to me. It wasn't about even the fame or the money. A lot of people wanted fame. I just wanted people to listen. So now it's more about getting the bag, securing the bag, and creating these numbers. Now, the numbers make sense because the more numbers you have, depending on what, you know, country you're in and stuff like that, it shows you on your uh, on your feedback or your data 
okay, I had 30,000 in Japan, I had 100,000 in Germany, I had 10,000 in Mexico or whatever. When I see those numbers organically, digitally, I can see those numbers, it makes me feel better because I know that people are appreciating my music. So what I, in, in, in order to answer your question, I would take the hustle out of it. I would take the culture vulture type of vibe out of it. Stop doing it just to impress people and make money. Do it because you love to do it and you want the masses to hear it and appreciate it. And so with that said, Voodoo, um, you kind of covered it a little bit, but uh, I want to ask anyway, uh, just kind of from a more broad perspective, uh, what do you what do you see the state of we'll, we'll we'll look at hip hop in particular. What do you see the state of hip hop uh, as it is now, and how it's changed from the past, uh, along with where it's going? To answer your question, I think a lot of people are getting more educated as far as the music industry and the music quote unquote business part of it. A lot of these kids are learning how to become independent, create super fans, and get revenue and residuals from their music without a label, which is the label's worst nightmare. But these kids are not waiting around for somebody to say, your music is hot, it's not hot. They're creating their own lane. That's what I love about these kids because they're creating their own fan base, whether it be TikTok, whether it be different, you know, platforms. And also, as far as the major labels, I think they're going to go back to finding organic music and promoting from a more organic standpoint, I think it's going to get to the point to where they're not going to allow certain music to be pushed on certain platforms. They're going to try to find a way to stop it. Now, I don't want to speak negative into the, into the universe, but I think these kids are going to take over. It's not going to be about Billboard anymore. It's going to be about another type of scale. It's going to be another type of you know um, platform to where if you don't be on this platform and you're not popping over here, Billboard is not going to matter because these kids and these young people are going to matter based off of who they love and who they don't like. Very good. We're going to go to a brief break, and we're going to come back with more of D. John and DJ Voodoo. So don't go anywhere. Zip like it's 10 to 3. Got a few friends, bunch of enemies. Yeah. But while I'm sipping my Hennessy, I want to see you move your body like a centipede. centipede. The epitome of class. That I ain't got the ability to pass up. Shout in all the girlfriends bagged up. Wanna bet I can't pull up, put your cash up. Yeah. Designer, everything on her. Red bottom, Cartier frame on her. Pistol waistline, long black hair. But I'm trying to see what's going on back there. Shake, shake, pop, shake. I'm trying to see what's going on back there. Shake, shake, pop, pop, Turn around, girl. Trying to see what's going on back there. Woof. I bet she got that act right. 
trunk too heavy, so she packed light. Yeah. And we both like super tops. Looking like she smoking out a bagpipe. Yeah. Me, I like what's under the gray sweatpants in the summer to stunt. Yeah. Pretty face, pistol waistline. Nicknamed it iPhone, so give me that FaceTime. Yeah. Designer, everything on her. Red bottom, Cartier frame on her. Pistol waistline, long black hair. But I'm trying to see what's going on back there. Trying to see what's going on back there. Turn around, girl. Trying to see what's going on back there. Got a couple situations I don't need to repeat. Charge it to the game, I don't need a receipt. But you should see the message that you're sending to me. Every time you touch your toes, what I've been in the knee. Yeah. Check the reaction with your reaction. And all the little partners get the feeling on me. Round of applause when they all clap, clap, clap it up. Shout it, it's time to back, back, back it up. Yeah. Designer, everything on her. Red bottom, Cartier frame on her. Pistol waistline, long black hair. But I'm trying to see what's going on back there. Shake, shake, pop, pop, shake. I'm trying to see what's going on back there. Shake, shake, pop, pop, Turn around, girl. I'm trying to see what's going on back there. Twice for no Ooh. Brush up against 
hits me nice and slow. Your body's saying it's about to explode. show today. We have D. John with us, who is a, a very good artist of his own and has quite a resume himself. Oh, and we have DJ... Much. Oh, you're welcome. You are much welcome. And we have DJ Voodoo with us, who has an extensive resume as well. Um, gosh, I feel like I'm the short one here, but I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on it. DJ Voodoo, this is the time of the show where I ask you a question, and my question is going to be, what is the best advice that you've been given and you would give to someone else? I'd like you to give any shout-outs that you'd like to give, and I'd like you to say something to the listeners and your fans. Okay, cool. Um, first thing, as far as giving advice to the artist, um, I would tell you to invest in yourself. That's one part of it. Second part is learn the business as much as you can, and one thing also is to make traction where you're from and your region and then grow out like a nucleus. Uh, as far as shout outs, you know, I want to give shout outs to everybody in Las Vegas and Chicago supporting me on uh, Voodoo Studs Entertainment, Lottery Pick Entertainment, my wife, Ten Cents Media Group, and everybody that's been holding me down since like 96. It's a lot of people to shout out, but I'm just definitely showing love to a lot of people that's been supporting me since day one. And as far as, um, uh, what was the last name? Wow. <laughs> you can't add a, ask add a, add a, a brain, add a brain that part. kind of question. You add can't ask part. a senior that question because it's going to change. But, you know, um, it was DJ. What was your question? <laughs> <laughs> the last question was... Uh, well, Sabrina's last question was about uh, 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 what do you want to say to, to, to your fans, I think. Okay, what I, want to, what I would like to say to my fans is, man, just, you know, First of all, put God first and just, like I said, invest in yourself. And anything that you want to do, you can do it. And also remember that as far as hip-hop, there's over 40 jobs that's under the umbrella of one artist. So if you love to do different things, wear more than one hat. Don't be afraid to go out there and do more than one thing. Get out there and get your feet wet. And don't know, let anyone tell you you can't do anything because you can do it. Great advice. Great advice. I have one uh, last question for you, uh, Mr. Voodoo Spells. Uh, well, actually, it's kind of two questions in one. So. I uh, recently saw your uh, appearance on BET's Rap City, the the basement. Um, yeah. So the two, two questions: one, what was that experience like for you back then, and 
I believe uh, one of the days uh, here soon, um, or maybe in last week, they're they're bringing Rap City back. Can we expect to see another appearance from DJ Voodoo Spells on Rap City? Well, one one of my colleagues hit me up and they told me I didn't even know about it, and they told me to go check out Tigger's page, and um, it was like a like a surprise type of thing because I guess they were trying to air it before the BZ Hip Hop Awards. I had no clue at all that they were bringing it back, and I was so happy that they were bringing it back because that was like the staple of the hip hop community along with MTV Raps. But when I was younger, BT Rap City was more of my era and more of the gritty underground stuff that wasn't mainstream. So to answer your question with that, you know, my experience going there was like, it kind of just gave me this, this bucket list type of feeling to where, wow, I really got a chance to go on this show as a DJ and represent, and it was amazing. But also, I'm not sure if other people know as well, I was also on 106 in Park with uh, Havoc from Mob Deep, and that was one of my favorite producers and, you know, groups. So I got a chance to be on both iconic BET shows. And, like, when you go home, it's so surreal because people say they saw you on TV and, you know, you see your stuff later recorded and it's just like, it's like a dream. Like, you cannot believe that you did that, you know. And I was so blessed to have that opportunity that I just I just can't even imagine, you know, doing it again. But hopefully they kind of recap and I'm going to have some management reach out and try to get back on there. Because if I get, not if, but when I get back on there, it's a wrap. Yeah, I bet it is. I bet it is. So, speaking of that, what are some of your future projects? Okay, right now, of course, we have Little Jeezy. He's going to be doing some great things. Um, and one thing about Little Jeezy, he's already broken history with his stuff he's got going on. I mean, the chart topping on iTunes is amazing. You know, also the other platforms going from, like, zero to 100 in less than a day, literally. You know, that's one project that I'm really proud of right now. I have a project with the artist named M Status out of Seattle, Washington, uh, Jackamar area. We have a little project that we're doing. We have two singles out on Spotify. So all my fans and listeners, please go to Spotify and check out DJ Voodoo Spells. A lot of my new music is on there. Then also I have a playlist called Produced by Voodoo Spells or Produced by DJ Voodoo Spells. It's on Spotify. So everything that's available on digital streaming platforms from Ludacris to now it's on that playlist. So go check that playlist out. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can also check out YouTube as well. There's a playlist on YouTube and a playlist on Spotify. And all my new projects are on there. And eventually, I'm going to do a project that's my full DJ Voodoo Spells compilation album. And I'm getting that together now. But all the material that I have is available on Spotify and other streaming platforms as well. Excellent. Sajan, you have anything else? I just want to thank you, my brother, for taking the time out uh, to come and, and chat with Bree uh, and myself. And uh, I look forward to everything that you have coming up uh, in the future. Um, I've always been a, a huge fan of yours and have an appreciation, a major appreciation for your craft, for your, your work ethic, uh, how responsive you are. We work well together. I thank you for our relationship, and I look forward to everything that uh, that, that the future holds for both you and, uh, you know, the remaining uh production for Lil Jeezy's project. So thank you for joining us today. Hey, hey, one last thing. I got to put out a shameless plug because you family. I want people to understand and know this. On that playlist, if y'all didn't already know, there's a song with Dijon featuring Montel Jordan on my playlist that I produced as well. So y'all got to go check that out because it's fire. Oh, yeah. Mm. I have nothing but talent on here. <laughs> Nothing but talent. I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, you know what? You know what? Don't nothing to wrong. Bree, uh, 
think, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking about this. Dijon, y'all just made history with me because you are the first father and son that I produced. Oh, wow. Ain't that crazy? Yeah, it's the first father and son that I produced. DJ Guru Spells and Dijon, I thank you guys for coming by and visiting with me. It's been simply awesome. And we have to have you back because you, you have a wonderful, wonderful resume. And both of you are very talented and very, very, very inspiring. And I know you have a lot more to say to the listeners. So we're going to definitely have you back again. And on behalf of KYBN Radio, I thank you for coming by and, and chatting with me today, chatting with Dijon. Dijon, I thank you for coming in and bringing DJ Voodoo spells. This was definitely a pleasure and I thoroughly enjoyed it. So I do invite you both back again. Listeners, that's it for today's Indie Spotlight. Hope you enjoyed it and we will see you soon.
What about me? What about the only reason that I live? 